Welcome to February 2 Freedman Podcast. We've already had a, a guest stout appearance that yeah. Phil provided us. Fantastic. What was it called again, mate? Uh, the Garage Project uh, Milk Cereal Stout or Cereal mm. Milk Stout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really good. Really good. Like, yeah. Really good. Yeah. Though I was enjoying Tristan, your wife, describing the smell of it as being like when somebody's put a cigarette out in a beer. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it doesn't... Was it? Let's. It wasn't as gross as last week's uh, "Hold My Beer" fair from the <laughs> from the smell stakes, but uh, but tastes fantastic. Yeah, we are kicking off with uh, a, a few things today. It's been a big week again. It's always, you know, the thing about our world is it never ceases to amaze me. There's lots going on. Oh, this should be good. Um, <laughs> we are blessed to also be drinking Captain Sensible. I brought these along. Yeah, because yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna drink and drive. You may, have, may as well be a little sensible. This is the Balter Captain Sensible. The thing about it that's so sensible, every can exactly one standard drink. So if you have one of these an hour, you can drink all night. All right, let's uh, before we get into the whole thing, let's just recap what happened this week. Okay, can, I think we talked about it briefly before. Can someone please explain a little bit more this whole GameStop saga thing yep. and what's going on? Yep, oh, I yeah, I can. Yeah, yep. is it part of your news or is well, it? I, actually, I gave the, the collective couple of million redditors that are taking on the hedge funds my hero of the week yeah. so we can get to we'll get that but a bit later yeah we'll get into it a bit later but it's basically a david and goliath story it's hilarious and yeah we're looking for a win for the little guy here and most importantly within this uh a good mate of mine up in brisbane got on it early oh wow yeah 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 and he's at something like 10 or 15 times what he invested in at <laughs> to the moon mate yeah. was, he, was he one of the reddit people it's only about a month ago he downloaded one of those apps for just trading in the yep. US and started just playing with it just having a bit of a play a few hundred bucks here a few hundred mm. bucks there and he was reading reddit and he saw this thread and went well I'll get in on some yep. GameStop yeah yep. nice well done to uh, Sam Carroll I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not Sam Carroll I'd say, well done to Mikhail yeah, we don't know anyone else shout out Britain. brother uh, guys, if you want to set your watches, you can because we've had another coup in Myanmar. Um, so oh, you know, yeah, it's, been, about, it's that? about that time of. Uh... Oh, so we've got to put up the uh, the zero days since the last <laughs> yeah. incident. Roll the calendar back happening? from four back to zero. Set your watch to it. Uh, you know they're just basically taking a page out of the US. Did you see uh, that voter fraud? Did you yeah. see that video of that girl? She was doing like an exercise class. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, and yeah. in the background, you see like. <laughs> 18 tanks just rolling in like oh yeah you got that I was going to give is it Ung San Suu Kyi she's the leader of mine or yep. was I should say yep. uh, The uh, I was going to give her my hero of the week until I read a little bit more about her and um, apparently in 2017 she's the one who um, cracked down on the country's Muslim Rohingya community that's you know in the news 750,000 Muslims sent out of the country apparently yep. she backed that up so oh, okay. I, I realise I don't know enough about this topic I could yeah. give a hero of the week. Yeah. I could get a backlash. So yeah. I don't want to do like that. Yet a few episodes ago when you're like, so Ethiopia's got some struggles right now. And then everyone's went silent. We're like, well, under the dad joke then. I try to be smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, it, and it's and it's one of those things that you're like, just as you declare somebody a hero, they do something horrific. Exactly. So one way or another, this is, this is what happens to us. Exactly. It's going to be one of the pitfalls. Now, closer to home. Hashtag Sean Connery. <laughs> Exactly, we, we backtracked on that. We did. Uh, Mark McGowan, <laughs> Perth, I can't. Oh yeah. What can I say? Hilarious. Is it? Well, Western Australia, <laughs> they were the envy of the country. They had 10 blissful COVID-free months up until last weekend when one single COVID case locked the whole state down. Now they're out there, they're rationing toilet paper again. People are lining up around the block for supplies. 
Weddings are cancelled. Holidays are extended for the kids, so they're loving it. But the parents, not so much. But yeah, Mark McGowan stepping <laughs> up the defence here. And with a quick response like that, you'd have to think WA will have turned around in no time. I mean, we all hope so, do we? I mean, there's that little bit of uh, schadenfreude where you're like, now, now you know what it feels like. But, I mean, at the end of the day, well, we're, all, we're all family. We are seeing that, and that kind of also pisses me off. It's just like, guys, just don't, let's not revel in, it's not the West Australian, like everyone's saying, yay, WA's in lockdown. It's not, most of the people in WA probably don't feel the same way as well. They don't want to do this. It's like yeah. one case, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever. I think it was a bit of a social hype. That's the problem. Is shopping centres, I made a list here, pharmacies, hairstylists, a university, car dealerships, a 7-Eleven and a KFC. All of these places are now considered hot zones because this one guy just couldn't stop gunning around. Man, that's a great day. It sounds like a great idea. That sounds like a great day. Finished off with a Slurpee. Go, yeah, go, go and buy a car, smash in a Slurpee. A got a, got his chicken. hair done. Yeah, 100%. Turn up to the university with his new haircut, Get meeting in. ladies. Get in. But yes, yeah, yeah. Shout out to our, shout out to our friends in WA because uh, McGowan aside, much love. Much um, love for Western Australia. Yeah. Can I also give a shout out to Andrew O'Keefe? No, you can't. Well, yeah, not a good one. White rip. Ah, oh, my God. This is worrying. Well, he was the guy who started, um, well, he was, he's an ambassador, he started, yeah, started the White Ribbon Charity, which is about, you know, stopping domestic, you know, yeah. domestic oh, yeah. assault. Yep. And he's been arrested for domestic assault. Yeah. Well, he's been charged, sorry, with domestic assault. <sighs> so. And he's lost his gig on TV after uh, 17 years. Family Feud or something like that. Whatever the hell he was doing. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, the Chaser? The Chaser. Was that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Chaser. I think. The Chaser. The Chase. The chase. Right. No, yeah, let's not embroil the Chasers Hot seat in this. Millionaire. <laughs> those guys, oh, yeah, those yeah. guys are all lawyers. It's not that lovely <laughs> show on the ABC. No. We, love, we love the Chaser. Listen, innocent <laughs> until proven guilty, but it's sounding pretty damning, right? Yeah. Uh, legal, uh, I actually confirmed that with a legal, uh, a friend of ours who works in the legal profession. And uh, he said that well, pretty much most people who are charged are usually guilty. So it's have, safe to assume. Have you seen uh, how I treat footballers? There is no <laughs> innocent until you're proven guilty. But One I, article, I find it. That's it. You're a dog fucker, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I went to an Andrew O'Keefe trivia night. Did I did, you? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So we've got Hero and Dad uh, joke of the week. We've got a TBA wrap. Hold my beer. We're doing something new. We're counting down our um, most manly movies. Looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so gotta... I say with great confidence that uh, I'm going to be right on this one. So yeah, really. Just prepare I, yourselves. It's funny. It's a bit of a rabbit hole, yourselves. isn't it? It's hard it, to it just can pick. be. Yeah. yeah, it can be. Uh, we got a new chappy ass. I've checked on the oh, uh, yeah. Twitter sphere, so we're there. We'll wrap your up. dick this week. <laughs> Spiral. <laughs> Corkscrew. <laughs> so let's move on to our manly feats of the week. Yeah, I'll go first because yeah. mine's a pretty, pretty basic what one. Have you done so by now you understand I put up a new washing line. No, I'm just kidding. Stepping up, looking after my daughter this week while my wife was sick. She, my missus was out for the whole weekend, so I was front and centre for food, activities, entertainment, swimming lessons and so on. And I survived, in no small part, probably due to my mother-in-law staying over and helping out. So thanks to you, Julie. I know you specifically told me you don't listen to my podcast, <laughs> but if any of your kids do... My wife, for example, please could one of you pass on my thanks. So what was your? I'm confused. What was your manly feat? I was I was I was running the household. I was looking after the, my child. I was cooking meals. I was entertaining everybody. And my wife is quite sick. She's bedridden for most of the weekend. So okay, for me. But see, shout out I, to AJ's. I mom. could see why you needed yeah. to clarify that because what I heard was he outsourced it all to his mother-in-law. 
Well, yeah. Yeah, sort of. That's where I got confused. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. Well, it's more manly than that. You know, you know, I... I, Unpaid domestic help. I made some dinner in the sense that I asked her to make some dinner and I washed the, you know, washed some things and in the sense that I got her to wash the things. She loves to wash things. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. She was enjoying it. She was enjoying it. Phil? I'm back at the gym, baby. Are you? Yeah. I was say, you're looking smooth. Oh, yeah. So, and feeling good. Protein shakes ahoy. What, yeah. uh, so, what gym uh, are you a member of? Uh, Virgin, Virgin Active. Sponsorship here. Virgin, Virgin Active. Active. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Great 100%, gym. 100%. So, and and uh, secondary shout out to my epic beard trim that I had today. Yeah, it's so, tight. Love the bar, the uh, the barbershop mm. in Sydney. So the one that's got the bar behind it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, great, great hairdressers. They always nail it. In, and uh, uh, off Castle Ray Street. That's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right near Baxter's and Stitch that's and all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of barbers myself. Their headdresses is on the York Street side. Um, but yeah, they always do a fantastic job. It's glistening. Do they oil and, it? And, you know, glistening. I, I went to the gym and got the beard trim, Isn't but it was right? actually the beard trim that dropped half a kilo off me. And I feel like that's pretty manly. <laughs> yeah, you're looking, so, you're looking pretty glistening. fly for a white guy right now. That's you it. are. That's it looks it. great. It's it lasts a, on the top of yeah, his head. It lasts about three days, but yeah. yeah it's okay, you've got to enjoy those three days. Oh, yeah. You know, like when you... Adam. Don't look at me. <laughs> Adam. Don't look at me as you're about to start a hair <laughs> Adam, anecdote. put your hair hand over your ears, okay? <laughs> but remember when you get it, like, after you get a haircut, that feeling yep. when they've, like, put the gel in yes. and they've spiked it up oh, and yeah. you, you know you've got about, you know, a half a day because yes. at some point you're going to have a shower and it's going to ruin yes. it. Yes. But you just always look and fly after you oh, come right. out of a hair. You know, I, I have yeah. had hair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go bald when I was six years old. Do you know what the funny thing is? Like, I usually, you know, obviously, long time listeners of the pod would know we make jokes, or I make jokes. You do. About your hair. Phil's in always been case, nice. Or their lack of. In oh, that case, in this, this specific <laughs> scenario, I actually, like, was trying to be all inclusive. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It was the first time I actually did something where I realized that this doesn't apply to you. I've had a haircut, now. mate. <laughs> I know all about it. When was that? Sorry. Uh, it was legitimately 20 years ago, would have been my last haircut. Bloody hell. Bloody hell. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Uh, I have five quick things. I have five manly sort of things happened to me. Although right, one Jesus is so dropping manly. it. Uh, I'll do it quickly. One, I bought a tent this week. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. And I actually even, yeah, I even put it up just to make sure it all worked. You popped the tent. Popped the tent. Uh-huh. I, nothing, I, um, <laughs> no, nothing quite so manly as pitching a tent. <laughs> I pitched a tent uh, by myself. Tristan's got it. In the garage. We don't need the other four. <laughs> got the kids coming. <laughs> what was that W and K word we were talking about earlier, Tristan? <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah so we're going camping in March yep. uh, and I just checked that I can do it which is cool nice yep. I bought new clothes for myself I haven't done that in a long time as my clients have been buying me clothes for years have you ever seen me with a shirt that doesn't say California oh, right? yeah. no, once. Yep, yep. <laughs> or Birmingham or something like that <laughs> uh, where we went to Supercenter on the weekend I decided we need to buy a new dining table and chairs because well, well, you didn't go like Nick Scarly, did you? We did go to Nick Scarly. <laughs> First mistake is kind of Nick Scarly because <laughs> you go did. in there, it's like no, the tables yeah, the, great. Ta- the tables are great, but they're like eight thousand dollars. No, there's a sale on them. Twenty five percent off Nick oh. Scarly. There's <laughs> always a sale of twenty five percent off Nick Scarly. No, we were okay. Uh, I got discombobulated because you know then and at some point Lindy said that the the, the table is has square legs. But the chairs that I like to have round legs and yeah. they don't... Anyway. On this weekend, which I'll report on next week more, I'm doing craft beer tour of um, yep. Marrickville. Yep. And uh, my last one, which isn't really manly and I'm not condoning this kind of thing, but I got done for using a mobile phone while driving. And oh, uh, I got the photos. I love that photo, by the way. $349 it's and on my five demerit points. Five, <laughs> five demerit points? First time I've ever lost points to or got points or whatever Man. it is, however it works. Yeah. Uh, 
honestly, I would love to hear from somebody about how they decide demerit points and cost. Because I ran a I ran a red light early days in COVID because they'd adjusted all the lights and there was a pedestrian one just ran through it mm-hmm. and the fine was four hundred and twenty but the demerits were three so like who's making this sh- just yeah I w- I got clips doing eight k's over the limit I lost one point but it was still like two hundred and fifty bucks yeah none of this is there's no ratios going yeah, on there's here there's no ratio they're just like pulling shit out of a hat yeah. Do you ever see that South Park episode where they were saying that Family Guy is basically written by dolphins that hit oh, a by manatees yeah, 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 yeah. it's it's sort of like that for yes. the pricing and demerit points it's like <laughs> Like, oh, mobile phone, hit it up. Oh, it's a five. Well, listen, if you are involved in the demerit point and fine uh, uh, determination, I yeah. would love to hear from you. Yeah, yeah if we'll have you on. Yeah. If, yeah. We could, if we could interview that manatee, that'd be great. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, don't condone it. Uh, I, yeah, I, anyway, what can I say? I The photo of me just p- picking up my phone, I wasn't actually, like, using it across my ear. It was, anyway, got done, and it sucks. Oh, so, that's interesting. So it wasn't that you got pulled over, it was a photo. No, so and I drove past the cameras today. They're, they don't tell you about there. There's these three actually pretty impressive looking cameras sitting on one of those emergency yeah, sign, yeah, yeah. system signs yeah, yep. on Anzac Parade near Moore Park Golf yeah. Course. That's where it was. I looked up and sure enough, there's these three flashy cameras up there. Yeah. They done me. Bloody they hell. done me oh, good. Well, hell. I reckon I'm going to give it to you this week, mate. We, uh, we, never, we never award them out. Yeah, because uh, I got a joke. Okay, go. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm going to give it to you, mate, because Thank you've you. gone to a camping store and you've pitched a tent. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's gone to the gym and he's losing his chub. Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. Phil, start the show That's for solid. us, mate. That's solid. Well, from the fat, on that note, from the fat team to you, this is the, the Free Man Podcast. Podcast. Strap in, gentlemen. Okay, Hero of the Week and our Dad Joke of the Week. I don't even know if the person who requested us to do Dad Joke of the Week, remember he was very keen on us doing Dad Joke of the Week. So he was going to listen to his son. Who and, was it? Uh, anonymous. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And we haven't heard anything from his son. <laughs> anyway. We're starting with Dad Joke of the Week? No, I, I, start was, with I, of the I week. just thought of a really terrible joke. You want oh, to, yeah. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can cut it later <laughs> if we need to. <laughs> what did the one pedophile say to the other pedophile at the beach? Oh, no. Would you roll over? You're lying in my son. Uh... <laughs> That's good, though. That's a good one. No, okay. All right. Uh... So. <laughs> it's a good one. Let's go with... Alright, let's start with Dad Joke of the Week. Why not? Let's start with Dad Joke of the Week. Yeah, well, okay. Let's, let's... As a palate cleanser, Tristan, <laughs> palate cleanser. Tristan can I you please uh, I think we just heard Tristan's Dad Joke of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did... Actually, it's kind of close enough. What did one ocean say to the other ocean? Nothing just waved. Shit! Yeah, I didn't even... Nice. I've never heard that one before, but it just writes itself. Nice. Yeah. How about you, mate? Um, so, mine's very on topic. So, uh, what do you call a line of men waiting to get haircuts? I would have no idea. A barbecue. <sighs> That's pretty good. Get in. Well, my, mine's <laughs> mine's more of a story. Yeah, Tristan's nodding. He's nodding. It's oh, already one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mine's more of a story, but it's actually a true story. I was thinking about this the other night. It goes back to my year 12 formal. And with my girlfriend at the time, Diana, I'm trying to impress. I organized this amazing stretch Cadillac. One of those gangster ones with the white wall tires. Anyway, it was beautiful. It cost 300 bucks just for the ride into town. But it had like champagne and things in the back. But you know what it didn't include? The fucking driver. That actually cost extra. I just hired the car. So it turned out I'd spent $300 on this amazing car. But at the end, I had nothing to show for it. 
Nice, nice. I love I love Adam's continual strategy of spending a huge story building up to the thing that's just getting longer and longer. It's still good. At ah. some point, at some point, he's gonna just read like a Dostoevsky to us, and then there's gonna be a joke at the end. There'll of be it. a joke at the end of the sports down that's, one week. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that was great, both of you. Well done. Yep. Yep. Uh, for the first time ever, I'm going to throw it out to our, uh, to our... You know what, Anonymous? I would like your son to decide which one was the dad joke of the week. Okay. And we'll award it next week. going to get my joke? He will get it. He's like eight years old. Very smart, I'm told. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay? But both of you, well done. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Although, I mean, if I had to... If you had a gun to my head, I'd go with Phil's because... Because... It's just quick and sharp to the it's point. Punchy. Fine. Okay. It's punchy. It's punchy. But right. I'm not. I'm not going there. All right. Hero of the week. <laughs> All right. So our our friend, longtime friend of the pub, Mike, suggested the low hanging fruit this morning of the untimely passing of Dustin Diamond. Screech. Sorry to lose you, mate. Oh, I didn't see this. Yes, you know Screech yeah. from Saved by Save the by Bell. Bell. Died today, 44 of cancer. Yeah. Now I'm not a big enough Saved by the Bell fan to yeah, say no. yet. You know, I don't think Screech was the I basically, most influential. I basically know that character because of Family Guy sketches rather than the show itself. But, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mostly know from the YouTube series Zach Morris's Trash, which talks about how the main guy in Saved by the Bell is actually a piece of shit and it breaks in every episode. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what that show is about. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So sorry, just having a quick Captain Sensible. So. That's just a quick, like, just a shout-out. I assume okay. you need to be Shout-out shout to Screech. Did no. you guys choose him? He's not my guy. No, no, but shout-out. Shout so my That's choice my choice for uh, my choice this week has to be... Now, last week it was Grace Tame, as we know. This week, going the opposite end of the uh, maturity, you know, spectrum, uh, it has to be Mike Jack. Oh, uh, man with two first names. Yeah, I know. Mike Jack. Nice. Mike Jack just set the Guinness World Record... Speed mark by eating three Carolina Reaper peppers, the world's hottest chili pepper, in 9.72 seconds. Surely uh, you're not feeling the heat at that point. You're he, just like eating three small capsules. Well, no, in the video he winces in pain, wretched and required a bucket. And quoted, it feels so good but hurts so bad. Of course, Guinness doesn't appear to have mentioned a previous record on its website, so I just wanted to <laughs> which is like, well, I guess it's a record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nobody else has ever recorded it before, so now it's a record. I'm just picturing this thing going down like that episode of The Simpsons where he pours the candle wax down his mouth so he can get, yeah. the, get the chili down and then trips balls. Well, he may have. It's just, it was about timing. Yeah. Uh, he did say it's kind of like, uh, it's creator of the... Um, of the, the, the Carolina Reaper said it's kind of like eating molten lava. Yeah. Yep. And the Carolina Reaper is about 200 times hotter yep. than the relatively pedestrian jalapeno. Presumably tripping balls at that point. I Something like actually. 4 million Scoville units. It's it's off the charts. Insane. Yeah. So so uh, shout out to uh, to Mike Jack, the guy with two shout first out. names. What a badass. <laughs> so if I ate four in like whatever, an hour and a half. Would they put me in the book? I was the fastest person to eat four Carolina Reapers. I think you just want to pound four down in one hit and just be done with it. Yeah. All right, well, you know, another one, maybe next week. Can we even get something? Can we even get Carolina Reapers in Australia? You can get the seeds. Yeah. Because I made him I got the seeds. He was trying to grow them, but I don't know if you can buy the actual thing. Probably. Somewhere. <laughs> Anyway, I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm sensing a Freedman challenge no, going on. No, I'm just I'm looking Phil's. I know what's going through Phil's head. He's like, hmm. We're, we're all looking <laughs> left to the next person in the group. Yeah. Well, you do it. I'm no, well, it. when I was writing this, I was thinking a recording of a chili thing would be pretty pretty good. 
All right, yeah. like like the um, popular YouTube series hot ones. Yeah, so we're gonna do it ourselves. Okay, in podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people want to listen to. It's, it's like hot rod. This is you know it's it's AM the, radio. It's AM radio. There's nothing better to listen on AM radio. Oh, dear lord. All right, all right. My hero of the week is going to a collective million or so nerds on the subreddit Wall Street Bets. Oh yeah. Who when they realised a bunch of slimy hedge funders had shorted the shit out of GameStop shares, started buying. And buying big, forcing the share price up 40 times what it was when the shorts were laid. And have so far cost hedge funds in the tens of billions of dollars. It's a real David and Goliath moment. A couple million kids with a couple of hundred to maybe a couple of thousand to spend on shares are potentially bringing down massive multi-billion dollar Wall Street businesses to their knees when they and they're learning that when you decide to short a stock, there's no actual limit to how much money you can lose. Go get them, boys. I love it. Now this is interesting. Did you do you understand how this works? Not. Okay, so these Wall I know Street that when guys you want to buy shares. You want to buy them when they're low. So what what they do is they basically borrow the shares. Sell them when they're high. They borrow the shares of somebody, uh-huh. and then they sell them. And they promise they're going to give those shares back. They're going to sell them for the current market price, say ten bucks a share, hoping the share price will then dip down to five bucks a share. They can buy them back and give them back. No harm done. There's your shares back. But the issue is here. That's called shorting. And these guys have figured it out. They've shorted so much of the GameStop shares that there is not enough in the marketplace for them to buy back. So they just started buying up as many shares as they could, pushing the price higher and higher because they know that that eventually these Wall Street guys have to buy those shares at whatever price they are because there's a contract that says they have to return them to the people they borrowed them from. So there's actually no upper limit to what the Wall Street guys have to pay. These hedge funds have to pay to make up that. But loss. has that has that already been converted to cash, or is it just all on paper right now? Like if they, I don't, I don't actually like buy them back. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a, there's a great there's a great bit in in the movie The Big Short. Yeah. Perfectly explains that this is the hedge funds when it comes to shorting. As much as there is a bit of movement, really, it's a bet. You're betting that the stock will go down. Yeah. And however much it goes down compared to what you paid for it, you're going to make this gap. The problem is that, so you've got twofold, is that if it goes up, you have to pay the gap upwards. They have to pay back more. But then on top of that, because they had bought more than there were in the market and these Reddit guys came in, there's also the trigger that when some of the hedge funds start buying some back, them buying it back drives the price even higher. Yeah. And so hence it's unlimited how high it can go in terms of value because these guys have to buy back these things. And so it just has been stinging them, stinging them, stinging them. And, it, and it's been that the losses have run into the tens of billions. So you're of saying dollars. we should get in on this because there's no limit to how high. We should well, it's, get, it's getting, yeah. getting harder to buy them now because these Reddit guys, they're not going to sell them. Yep. And they're all saying, oh, we'll sell them when it hits four twenty sixty nine dollars Like that's the number, you know, yeah. the, the magical. Love it. Yeah. Love, yeah. love it. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I just love the story because these guys, uh, people buying shorts, they're not really contributing anything. They're just making a gamble that a company is going to go bad. So there's nothing positive about that. Yes. So people calling these firms, and especially something about GameStop, which over there, you know, it's like if EB Games was on the share market here and, and they were getting shorted. And we're like, oh yeah, but I bought my first copy of Mario Party from there or whatever. You, you, it's a bit emotional. So... I just love it. They're my hero of the week. And, and we all know how emotional you get about Mario Party. <laughs> don't, even <start> <laughs> don't even get started on that one. The, the other note on this that I, that I loved was the guy that started that thread, there was one day a few days ago where it had started to go back down again. Yeah. And he, at that point, was on like, 
he was at like $25 million yeah, yeah. it was worth. And it went down in value by like $14 million in one day mm. or whatever it was. And everyone's like, oh, is he going to sell? Is he going to sell? And he's like, I'm not selling. I'm holding. That's not what this is about. Let's take yeah. him down. And so everybody on Reddit's like, heck yeah. And they actually have a term for it. It's called diamond hands. Yeah, diamond yeah, hands. Diamond hands, which is don't sell. Don't sell. Hold, hold on, on. Hold on. Hold on. So They're all um, doing it together. Yeah. And in. there has been a couple of positive stories of people that have sold. And of course, there are going to be some people that have sold. But one guy... Uh, went out and bought 50 Nintendo Switches, donated them to a uh, children's hospital. Another guy talked about how he paid for his brother's chemo because obviously the US is no proper healthcare. Yeah. There are some positive stories coming out from these little people that maybe they only had 500 bucks to invest, but that suddenly turned into 20 grand and they can make some real differences in their life. Yeah, I, uh, that's beautiful. Um, but let's please get him on the next one so we yeah. can just make some coins. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and if only <laughs> we thought to buy some Dogecoin last week. Um, so my hero of the week is uh, Anthony Albanese. Really? Wow. Tell me why. I'm getting political. Yeah. I'm getting political. Okay. Um, but bear with me. So he's back with a bang after seeing his life flash before his eyes in a car accident to turn up the heat yes. on the government in this sort of mid slash post, whatever you want to call it, pandemic response. And regardless of your political stripe or colors, it's vitally important for a democracy that we've got an opposition party mm. that's functioning. And honestly, we barely heard a peep out of him for a year. He's had this car accident. He's had his life flash before his eyes, he's recovered and he's come back with a bang. Um, so he's hammering them on a lack of a national quarantine response and a whole bunch of other stuff and really, um, you know, repositioning and starting to starting to really go at the government to hold them accountable, which is great to see again. And uh, yeah, just somebody who it really felt like was fading out of the political spotlight. It was only going to be a matter of time before you know, he would get toppled as leader. He seems to have come back, come back stronger than ever after, after nearly dying. So yeah, go Elbow. Are you a All fan right. of the AA? Anthony Albanese, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but for the last year, I've just been going. Okay, Alcoholics Anonymous. You got to make a change. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we'll come to that and hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, I go to the circle every week. I mean, what? <laughs> All right. Do we give a hero of the week? Yeah, we, we generally do. do. Yeah, we do. I've already forgotten who yours was. Well, I guess it probably has to be the Reddit guys. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it is like a, it's a one in a lifetime opportunity for this David and Goliath situation, and uh, yeah, good on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that Tristan's already forgotten who his hero was as he tried to think about what to vote for. <laughs> was that that lifeguard that saved those kids? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him. I did think about him the other day. Oh, the portly lifeguard. <laughs> Nice one. Good on your Reddit boys. The old BLG. And, uh, Phil or Ads, can you guys on the next? So yeah. we can ride that gravy train. I'll keep an eye out. Thanks, bud. All right, TBA wrap coming up. Yeah. Welcome to our TBA wrap. No sponsors Oi. this week. No, no sponsors this week. That's a lot of you. I, I, I've got to say, uh, I... Sam Carroll was listening to the last one and he was feeling uh, he yeah. was feeling somewhat strong armed. Yeah, so he should. <laughs> Which is fair enough. Step so up, Carroll. He should. I gotta go to my friends and steal another beer, I reckon. Oh yeah, yeah. You that. yeah. About time to you've do already that. stolen one of mine. I noticed. <laughs> well, that's that's what I think with this extra time you've got on your hands, Tristan. It's time for some more enforced sponsorship. Yes, I'll leave that with me. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna start off with something very exciting. Yeah. Because, you know, one of my... Adzo will know that one of my favourite movies of all time is Back to the Future Part 2. Yeah. And something we dressed up as when we went to the West Hollywood Carnival. Uh, Doc and Marty. Doc and Marty. Yeah, we did. One of those things that I wore for the costume were those the shoes. shoes. Yeah, yeah. And it also was the anniversary of it. And they had actually... Nike had brought out those special shoes. They did. But they all went to charity and stuff. Oh, did they? 
Well, I'm happy Ooh. to let you know that Nike, Ooh, charity. Nike has now... Charity. These fucking Reddit people spending all their money on charity and doing it anyway. All these good Samaritans. Nike have made a hands-free shoe. Uh, it's official, so it you can just sort of see it there. Oh, I, I saw the video yep. of it this afternoon. I thought yep. I thought a hands-free shoe was a croc or a thong. Yeah, but no, no. So look, look, watch. Boom. Yeah. Plump. It, it molds into your shoe, and you just snap it into place. It fits around you. Comes oh, out like that. hello, governor. You know, remember when Marty McFly goes, "Whoa, no laces." Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically happening. I need a pair of these. They're not that expensive. Can you know that the listeners can't see this, right? Yeah, so. but they're going to look it up. Yeah, well, no, I'll, I'll put a link up on our Twitter. Yes. Will you? Yeah, check out our Twitter. For Thanks, Braj. Yeah. So I'm very excited. So Back to the Future 2 is here. And uh, it only took them... How far behind are we? Five, six years. Yeah. Six years and Nike have made the hands-free shoe. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Science. Yeah, science. I mean, they yeah. look absolutely nothing like the. No, they're horrible. Why the would it be? They, yeah. They, Are they supposed to have those little laces? Goes <laughs> like tight. That's as close as they've got so far. Okay, okay that's pretty yeah. good, but I just yeah. don't like those aqua socks. No, they, they probably. They just sort of. It seems they thought to themselves, you know what? We want to. We don't want it to be Crocs, but we want to give it the essence of Crocs. It does say the casual shoe arrives at a time when bubble. When people are touching fewer things during the pandemic. Yeah. And a revival of comfier counterparts that take minimal effort to take on and off, such as Crocs. Okay, go. and they're called the Go Flyees. I think they probably should go back to the drawing board. That's a terrible name. name. Yep. Please. I honestly think there's a Homer Simpson with a sketch behind this. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of the car? The oh, automobile. Yeah. I'm ruined. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. While we're on the topic, the Homer. In shoe form. While we're on the topic of science, scientists <laughs> have taught spinach. To send emails. That is that is not a made-up sentence. Scientists. Scientists. Welcome, through, welcome through, to the apocalypse. It's greener than expected. This is unbelievable. Through nanotechnology, engineers at MIT in the US have transformed the humble spinach into sensors capable of detecting things in the ground and then with carbon nanotubes within the plant itself will emit a signal which can be picked up by an infrared camera and an email generated. So these, they're talking about planting this spinach in places where there could be, say, ex- unexploded ordnance under the dirt. The spinach would detect that through the chemical makeup of the dirt, send a signal to these cameras, fire off an email to the scientists. Boom! You got the you got plants talking to you. Define fire off an email. The spinach is thinking about what to say, the spin- or it, like it the, just triggers something. <laughs> dear scientists, the spinach. I itself, hope you are well today. The spinach itself is actually detecting. Like chemicals, it's detecting uh, 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 temperature changes. It's going to be used to show the effects of climate change. Okay. And as it, it's got these receptors, and then it actually fires off information through these ca- genetically modified carbon nanotubes within the plant to an infrared camera, and through that into the email world. I mean, it feels a lot like it's the carbon nanotubes that are doing all of that stuff. But, but, that, that's, but they, are, they are part of the plant. Yeah. They, they, someone hasn't come along and like added those nanotubes in. When you put the seed in the ground, it grows with the nanotubes in there. This is a genetically modified spinach. Oh yeah, this is the end. This is it. This is it for us. <laughs> this is the end. This is like, how we always say before it wasn't it wasn't Skynet. That's right. It, Skynet is here. It's yeah. just not in the form that we thought. Exactly. It's a spinach exactly. net. Yeah. Uh, Skynet has now appeared in the form of Facebook algorithms and spinach net. Listen, if you're a scientist listening it's, to this podcast, it's planting the seeds, and you've worked in this spinach, yeah, uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. Spinach technology. <laughs> Imagine we're going to get to the point where you you know you can't talk freely around your house plants. 
You just don't know who's going to be listening. That is true. I've always felt that way. God. In advance. Phil, what do you got for us, bro? <laughs> uh, the Tokyo Olympics. They're right. They are definitely going ahead unless cancelled again. <laughs> that is the actual headline from the Guardian News article today. <laughs> definitely going ahead unless cancelled again. It just... So it's definitely, yes, definitely, maybe, possibly happening. So the uh, the rings are in the river and the countdown is on. Uh, the organisers and the IOC are due to release the playbook detailing how they're actually going to pull this off. Yeah. And in the words of Thomas Bach from the IOC, we are not speculating on whether they will take place. We are working on how they will take place. So, yeah. <laughs> like all things in the age of COVID, making plans is like trying to nail jelly to a fucking wall. Oh, that's true. And I saw the article when they released it saying that the Olympics had officially been cancelled. And then about an yeah. hour later, it's like they posted a retraction saying, no, wait, they're still working that out. I mean, my cousin's in the Olympics. Yep. So, and then she's been trying to get in now for this is her third shot at it. It's probably her last shot at it. Uh, because, you know, as you get, as you get yeah. older. Badminton. Ta- table tennis. Table tennis. playing table tennis for Australia in the Olympics. So I hope they go ahead. But maybe they shouldn't. Like, this is you're getting thousands of people. You know, I, I, I don't think the Australian Open should go ahead because we've done so well to keep COVID out of the country so far. I can't imagine how you get thousands, well, tens of thousands of, of uh, athletes and their minors and their families. Even if you don't put them in front of a crowd... It just sounds like a recipe for disaster to me. What do you think? Should the Olympics go ahead? Listen, we've shown we've shown that if you can quarantine properly, you can actually, you know, as long as people come in two weeks prior to when they normally would come in, knowing that they have to quarantine, mm. it can be done. So uh, I think go ahead as long as... And look, if there's one group of people that are going to, you know, be sort of regimented, the Japanese surely you are going to have so. that down pat. Maybe they could talk to some of the organisers of the NFL in America and get some tips. Now you know doing <laughs> a bang up job. And now and, and now have a lot of reserves. Uh, that's the first number one tip. So my solution to this is move the Olympics to America right now. Yeah. Right? So so Tristan's solution is hey, let's do it in Tokyo, let's get it regimented, let's get the quarantine yeah. going on. It's a valid solution. Which we've done Australian think Open, they all come in now, we're good. There's one nation that has just been playing great sports right throughout the last few months despite a raging COVID ep- epidemic, and that's the States. And they've done it through this innovative technology called just fucking doing it anyway. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Which is just amazing. And you think to yourself, well, you know, these are these are pro athletes and whatnot and you know, there's always going to have to be a caveat against every record and medal that says they had to do it while riddled with COVID. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. So How do they do it? They just do it. Can you imagine, <laughs> not only did I win a gold medal, but I won a gold medal with COVID. Wearing yep. a mask. Yep. Yep. <laughs> In while the pool. Dis- yeah. I wrestled while social distancing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's that's for me. Just take it to the States where it's just like, just get on with it anyway. Just put it in America. Yep. No one gives a shit. Yep. <laughs> Good response. Yeah, I like it. Let's yeah. do that. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> let's, do it. let's take it to Atlanta. Yeah, let's do it. Probably most of the shit's still there. Yeah, yeah. they should have it. They should. Their, their Olympics sucked. Atlanta? Yeah, they should yeah. get a second go at it. They deserve a second go. Have another crack. Uh, all right, shout out to South African President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, who has just lifted uh, yet another alcohol ban that South Africans haven't been able to buy booze since December 28th. What? It's just one really? of their ways of battling COVID. Yeah, they've gone through three, three alcohol bans. Hand sanitizer stocks must be going through the roof. I think you probably mix that with a bit of OJ. <laughs> a little bit of OJ and have a little bit of... Needs you know, out. Saffa moonshine. You can do a South African accent. Do a funny one about them drinking hand sanitizer. I can't do that. 
Put it in with the OJ. <laughs> For God, part and in beer. Wow, that was Will terrible. it kill me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about putting in the garage? Oh, I don't hold any grudges. Ooh. To me, a garage is nothing more than a place to pork my core. Where, right. is, where is Oscar Pistorius in all of this? <laughs> he's, uh, he's in jail, isn't he? Basically the only South African is name he? I know. Did, what happened to him again? Yeah, well, he, he, I think he got away with it. No, didn't he? No, you think he got... No, he's charged with it. Still, I don't know. So somebody, somebody look we'll him fact up. check that We'll up. fact check it. We'll do it at the end of the sports day. But I was thinking about how that would... How would that... God, how would that... You compare that to the stories out of Australia, which is that... During lockdown, alcohol sales have gone through Triple. the roof. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, insane. I was just thinking, imagine a country like Australia saying, "Look, we're putting you into lockdown," and we're, and it was, "Oh, that's okay." And just to let you know, there'll be no purchase of alcohol yeah. for the next six weeks. Can you imagine it? No. We'd. Uh, It'd be ha- chaos. Can you imagine us just stopping drinking for? A- <laughs> <laughs> you can't even stop a, for a sentence. Uh, so, uh, well done, South Africa. Welcome back to the real Very world. Okay. And yeah. yes, it looks like he is indeed in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you got all you know carried away with the fact that he doesn't have legs, and you're like, oh, oh give the guy a chance. His defense didn't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. And with that comment, I think we can roll on Very into the good stand. Adzo in the sports town, bro. Yes, mate. Take us away. Well, a little bit of sports this week. Uh, been an interesting week. West Tigers duo Zane Musgrove and AJ Kepeawa are under investigation by New South Wales Police <laughs> following an incident in the early hours of Sunday morning. It mm-hmm. seems like everyone else in Sydney has at some point in their life they were denied entry into the Coogee Bay Hotel at around 3 in the morning. <laughs> Just around the corner. Classic. <laughs> Unfortunately, unlike most of that, when that most of us when that happens, they didn't just take a cheeky whiz against the wall of the pub and then grab a cab home. No, they waited till the cops showed up, then became abusive and refused to move on. They were eventually detained and taken to Maroubra Police Station, fined and then both released. In good news though, the NRL spokesperson said the integrity unit was aware of the incident. <laughs> And it's working with New South Wales Police and the club. I mean, I've got to say that's pretty mild. It's pretty mild. That's pretty mild. I just, I just like the fact that they're just, they're just like us. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We've, we've all been refused entry from the Coogee Bay at three that's in the morning. True. It's like, mate, it's the great leveler. It's time. It's to the go. great leveler. Coogee and Bay is like three a.m. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I really should be going. Yeah. Do what we still have? Guys? Do we still have like lockout laws and stuff like that? No, I think I'm they not... were rolled back, didn't they? I'm too old for this shit now. No, no, I'm pretty sure that um, Kings Cross, all the property's been purchased now, so it was rolled okay. back. <laughs> um, so that's they all... locked them out just long enough to buy out. It's all done and yep. sorted now. But I was thinking to myself, God, how's he going to do the sports down? I haven't seen any major incidents this week. Somehow I missed that one. And probably more that's no, because just... it's not really major in all in all as you said in all yeah. you know in comparison yeah there's no dog fucking <laughs> exactly <laughs> let's just wait remember, wait remember the bar is set with like a you know Carney just drinking his own piss so when you're just saying oh these guys couldn't get into the they're good, they're, 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 they're they had go, a fight they go, we've all done that yeah okay we haven't been taking down the Marubra Nick and fingerprinted though mate you haven't <laughs> Well, also, I'll say Penrith Panthers' own Tyrone May was sentenced to a three-year community corrections order and 300 hours community service for his role in the sex club scandal from a couple of years ago. This has only just happened. This is bad, huh? He has been charged with two counts of recording intimate images without consent and two counts of disseminate image without consent. Now, okay. 
It's 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 all a bit grubby, isn't it? These yeah. blokes. Yeah, but oh, just, just we've done that as image? well. It's, I've got this great photo of you at I think it was my Bucks party in Sydney. No, it was Mike's Buck Bucks party. Yeah, and we were at a uh, institution, and you got <laughs> you got your fist in your mouth, like going, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah taking, I like I mean, I, yeah, okay, sure, we haven't taken photos of uh, we don't we don't the take performers. The, the, the grizzly bits. Yes. No. Uh, you do Although, that, you end up with three hours, three hundred hours of community service, uh, my friend. Oh, we have one friend. I'm pretty sure has. Yeah, I know who you mean. I know exactly. <laughs> I mean, who you mean. I, 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 feel like this is <laughs> this is your looking Tristan. What you're describing is not the YouTube video, but the YouTube reacts video. Uh-huh. As in, you've been filming his reaction to what's That's going on. Not the they said, they said we could. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, can we use our cameras in there? It's like, yeah, as long as you don't point at us, I don't give a shit what you do. You're just like filming me. I'm just like looking at everyone. It's like, is this really happening? <laughs> Okay, what happened? Did anything happen? That's it? No, no, it's about, I just have to get the out of the way because the AFL is where it really started to shine. Can I, can I, can I, can I just... Uh, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, go for it. So, uh, shout out to long-time, long-time listener of the pod, Luca, yep. um, who said we would be crazy to miss out on this. I thought you'd have this one, but um, I guess it's not so much integrity unit. Well, it sort of is, but in a more holistic level. Mm. Israel fall out. Oh, no, I... Now, I, I want to understand... Oh, yeah. Hunter, I don't know if you know Hunter much, on high I don't know if you know much about this, but... Israel Falau, the NRL doesn't approve of yes. his anti-homo sexual, his homophobia, you know, behavior. Yes. But they do approve of his athletic behavior. Yes. So, God bless the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They've oh, been yeah. able to look past his um, checkered past and his, the comments that he made. Is, that it, is it a checkered past or present? Uh, it's current. It's yeah, current. I, don't think he's ch- I don't think he's changed his mind at Sorry, any his point. Sorry, current, his checkered current. His checkered current. Okay. And they've said, listen, and I, and I actually want to kind of quote this out there because I thought it was just, it's just as fence-sitting bullshit as you can get. We're always on the lookout for great players. We understand there will be a range of opinions in regards to this decision. But we believe he would be a good addition to our club. Yeah, of course, they do. so the as mayor long as he keeps of, his mouth shut. The mayor of Wollongong has already um, wrote on, wrote on Twitter. Well, time to find myself a new football club. Absolutely. So the mayor of, of basically, you know, the Illawarra Shire is basically saying, "Well, I'm oh, done man. with the Dragons." Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's just such. It's another Margaret Court situation. You know, people people are handing in their rewards. They're they're, they're sick of it. And this guy, is, he's, he's had his platform, he's had his crazy church that he stands up in the front of and just spouts absolute hate about people. And we, we still let him play. We still let him be well, a role he's model. He's very good at football. <laughs> that's, that's, you have sure. to remember, Brett Stewart was, you know, yes, absolutely, inappropriately, sexually, you know, all that stuff. He did it. But you have to understand also, he was quite good at football. Yeah. So you have to see it from, you know, the NRL side <laughs> Try of it. Try and see it from their point of view. So I just I could to... really kick a ball. <laughs> but I think it is interesting to see the fact that people have kind of had enough. So you like where previously you'd see a statement like that and it's I I hate PR statements like that where they yeah. don't even acknowledge what the problem is. Yeah. It's like it's like when you're dealing with one of those customer service representatives for like a telco that's based in Singapore that just has a stock standard set yep. of responses to you. Yeah. Like, you're not addressing the actual fucking issue. Fuck um, you, dragons! But the fact that it, even the mayor's out going, well, I'm out. Yeah, it is out. Fantastic. It shows that things are starting to turn a bit. I mean, not imagine, to the point where they didn't offer him a contract, but can you imagine <laughs> that? For, um, can you imagine that Hunter just getting that one? Deal with this one, <laughs> sir. <laughs> like, um, this is quite hardcore, <laughs> high level stuff. No, no, no. You just tell us what's our appropriate response That's here. Right. This is a little above my pay grade. <laughs> 
I need to. Oh, I better yeah. call Sterling. No, I saw that one pop up today. Uh, I'd already written my, up my review, but uh, yeah, no, really good points of race. Yep. Yeah. Go for it, bud. Uh, in the AFL, then an independent review has found Collingwood Footy Club guilty of systemic racism this week with enduring harm felt by First Nations and African players. And also, this was all until very recently. Collingwood didn't even have processes in place for reporting racism within the club or any guiding policies for the behaviour either. Now, Eddie Maguire, the man who in 2013 suggested that Adam Goods should be used to promote the King Kong musical, seems surprised by the findings. And I'm sure everyone at Collingwood is going to try a lot harder in the future to learn how to take a joke. Jesus Christ. Um, and I, I believe uh, it's a very proud day for Collingwood Football Club. <laughs> he actually used the term proud. This is what he actually said. This is a proud day for Collingwood Football Club. It was an interesting choice. This is another situation. It's kind of like the last one with Israel Falah, where people are just, they're sick of hearing about it. Yeah. They're sick of this bullshit PR releases and they're calling for his head. They're saying, we want him gone. He's like, oh no, he's sticking around for another 12 months. It's like, no, we want him gone now. This has gone on for too long. This has been a serious uh, issue of like a, a, a virus deep within the, the whole uh, body of the club of this systemic racism and it's time for it to end. And if that's the best he can come up with, he's got to go. And I thought he was gone. Nah. Was he not gone? No, he's just hiding out of the hot seat offices. Yeah, well, I thought he was gone and we were talking about it the other week and we thought that maybe Sam Carroll had done him in. Um, we were talking about that. Can I yeah. just quote? Uh, can I just he quote? must. It must be like in twelve months. Yeah, in the twelve months. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Uh, just uh, in case our listeners don't actually recall the uh, the what Maguire did say back in twenty thirteen. Maguire, get Adam Goods down for it. Do you reckon, Darcy? No, I wouldn't have that thought. So absolutely not, Maguire. You can see them doing that, can't you, Darcy? Who, Maguire? Goodsy, Darcy. What's that? Maguire, you know, with the ape thing, the whole thing. I'm just saying the pumping him up and mucking around and all that sort of stuff. I heard it on the radio when he said it, and I remember just being like, it's just like a train wreck. It's like, what the fuck? And this was just after that young girl had like called out racial slurs at him on the field, and then he, like, Goods got in trouble because of the, oh, you can't call out a young girl. She's just young. She doesn't know what she's saying. And he was saying, this is a problem with the game. It's a problem with the sport. It's a problem with Australia. And they get Maguire on and goes... I know how we'll solve this. We'll get Guzzi to be the spokesman for King Kong the Musical. Yeah, <laughs> aping around. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Fuck off, Eddie. Jesus Christ. Yep. Anyway, that's my bit Just about that. Just wailing on a few people. Today. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off, Eddie McGuire. So the Richmond Tigers... <laughs> There's nothing like meeting intolerance with intolerance. <laughs> I'll move on quickly. This one's hilarious. The Richmond Tigers are investigating an incident from the weekend where young Liam Baker was allegedly capsicum sprayed by a woman at a Melbourne nightclub Here we Sunday go. morning. Police and firefighters Back were to called basics. to a Here we are. hazmat <laughs> issue, I shit you not, and found Baker had been maced by a female patron after a verbal altercation. However, no further action will be taken. That's that's Brilliant. what I was waiting for. That's what I really like. It. How, how much of a Darrow do you have to be talking to some girl at a club? For her to pull out the capsicum spray and hit you right between the eyes. Has not That's happened to me in years. Honestly, just a sports down classic. And I love it. <laughs> I love everything about it. Yeah, and over in WA, as we know, the West Coast and Fremantle teams had to close their doors and the players were restricted the same lockdown conditions as the rest of the state. Crows and Giants players who are over in Perth for the AFLW are looking at enforced lockdown conditions for the next two weeks as well as they are all sent back home. Now, big news. NFL. Brady and the Buccaneers... 
will be taking on Mahomes and the Chiefs this Sunday in what is probably the greatest matchup in Super Bowl history. Sydney time, 10.30 a.m., Monday the 8th. We will see the greatest NFL quarterback of all time take on the highest paid athlete in history. Super Bowl 55, strap the fuck in. Tristan, where are you watching it? I don't know yet. You're going to come to my house? Yeah, sure. I'm looking after the baby. Yeah, of course. In between naps, we can probably squeeze into the footy. Yeah, and if anyone's uh, listening, I can, I'm, I'm going to openly talk about the bet that I've placed on this oh, match. Yes. Uh, I put $100 down from my winnings of that hedge. I wonder, I, wonder if, I wonder if Reddit can short it somehow. <laughs> okay. Reddit, if you're listening out there, this is what it is. It's $100. Chiefs win. And in the game... Uh, Travis Kelsey, Leonard Fournette, and Mike Evans all have to score a touchdown at any point. Okay. Yep. That comes through. It's seventeen hundred dollars, baby. So I felt like I just wanted to share that with the listeners so that you can ride. The We're Super all Bowl rooting for me. you, mate. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Hashtag gambleaware.com.au. <laughs> Hashtag bet with your head, not over it. <laughs> Are the Chiefs favourites? They would have to yes. be favourites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they're going to win. And in the PGA, and normally I just do a really quick wrap-up, this is quite interesting, because Patrick Reed smashed out a five-stroke victory at Torrey Pines to win the Farmers Insurance Open, but it was not without some controversy with several of his opponents accusing him of cheating. Yeah, Patrick Reed's like the asshole of the PGA. Sometimes referred to as the most hated man in golf, accusations of cheating have followed Reed around since college when he regularly cheated at golf. This time, though, it was Reed lifting the ball and checking to see if it was embedded before calling an official, earning himself a drop with no penalty. Apparently all legal, but against the spirit of the game. Either way, it's unlikely it would have made any difference given he won by five strokes. But fat, rich pricks who win golf clubs for a living clearly need to hold on to something they want to complain about. And this is as good as anything else, I suppose. I, I, I will say, Patrick Reed was... no pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Reed was down for the uh, the President's Cup yep. in uh, Melbourne last year, which I was out for work. Nice. And I was on one of the um, holes we were watching them hit a par three. Patrick Reed was, and this was just after Patrick Reed had been accused of cheating something yeah. else. Oh, yeah, he he che- he's a cheat. That's what he does. And he, so everyone's around the par three. He was playing with Tiger Woods that day. Yep. Patrick Reed hit his thing and went straight into the sand bunker. Yep. And the booze and the laughter <laughs> that they got from the audience was a great moment. Amazing. As Reed was walking up, everyone's just laughing and giving him the finger. Yeah, hated man in golf. I didn't even know Gilmore-esque. That. So yeah. yeah. Any sucker news, mate? Yeah, there's a lot of news. There's a lot going on, but I've just (laughs) distilled it down into a quick wrap because it was too much. Really? Too much to wrap my head around. Trade deadline day. Last quick wrap. Oh, yeah, trade deadline day. I didn't really take it. I know Arsenal's happy about something. Don't, don't. Go go rid of him. What are you doing? They're happy they got rid of Mustafi. They're happy they got rid of Ozil. They they were cleaning house. Yes. Yeah, Arsenal have cleaned house big time. Remember the cleaned house, bro. Yeah, so they're feeling feeling very good. Easy, Tiger. Easy. All right, go. You squeezed golf in, and it was ridiculous golf, too. It was good golf. That was ridiculous golf. Go on, what do you got? Quick wrap. in the A-League? In the English Premier League. (laughs) Manchester City looking absolutely unstoppable with an eighth successive win, now with a three-point gap at the top of the table and a game in the hand after a hard-fought 1-0 win over Sheffield United. Leeds are back up to 12th after a solid win over high-flying Leicester. That's right, maybe. 12th. Yeah, we're moving on up. <laughs> Let's we're on, moving on up. That's, 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 that's a good result for Leeds, Adam. That's Let's put it that way. Uh, let's all laugh at Tottenham losing 1-0 to Brighton to slip to 6th in the table, mm. below West Ham now, West and, and on the same points total as Everton. 
Uh, Chelsea sacked Frank Lampard last week. He did. So he's the second coach to go uh-huh. uh, this I season so far. Week, if you remember. Club legend. Did you? I did. Yeah, he did. When uh, you guys wouldn't shut up about golf. In the first one? <laughs> or the... About soccer. When you wouldn't shut up about soccer. In like, the first one talk or the about second Chelsea. one? <laughs> oh, no, the second take. Oh, the second take. Yeah, it's on the recording. There you go. Yeah. Look at that. Anyway, jog on. I think I was probably too boozy at that point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you know which coach they brought in then, Adzo? No, Mr. Mr. Jog on. Right. Angry, uh, no, angry uh, D-bag. No, hang on. I'm just... Uh, he does know that. Yeah, he does know that. Consult my notes. He does know that. Yes, yes. Frank Lampard. No, wait a minute. Frank Lampard Jr. And that pointed up to be... Christine Lampard. Wait, no. No, wait. Stephen Gerrard. No, I want to see you guys try to pronounce it. Even I know Stephen Gerrard's not a... Thomas Tuchel. Not bad. Tuchel. 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 Thomas Tuchel. 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 Too cool for school, nice. There you go. And indeed he is, uh, as they got off to a flying start with a 2-0 win over Burnley. Uh, so he's a former uh, PSG manager who got them to the final of the Champions League. Okay. Uh, should be a very interesting team to watch once again over the second half of the season with a very different kind of manager coming in. Uh, Liverpool very much coming good now uh, once again, and they've signed an extra defender so they don't have to play their entire midfield in defence. Um, and that's really it for the English Premier League. There's a hell of a lot Manchester happening. City are going to win it. They're going to win it. So yeah. like, that's what's happening. That's all we need that's to know. That's the thing about the Premier League. Yeah. Tell us on more about the A League. On to the A League. Um, and stop the league now. Stop really? it right now. MacArthur. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. We should stop the league. Oh, no, right actually, now. Really, Brisbane's doing well. We aren't should they? cancel it right now and just yes. stop it at this exact point because Brisbane are top of the league. Yes, they, they are. are. They are top of the league, and Sydney are in fourth. Now, admittedly, <laughs> that's nine points versus seven, four games in, and a whole a whole two point gap that's going on there. Yeah. Has Perth uh, played yet? But I'll take it. They have. Oh, okay. I yeah, just looked that up, up now because I was thinking to myself, "Geez, with the lockdown, what's going on there?" Yeah. They did smash through four games recently. So yeah, we we were, uh, Sydney got smashed by Central Coast recently, but then we smashed uh, someone. I don't know who we smashed. But we smashed a team. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. Sydney are looking pretty good. Brisbane are looking great. Um, well done, buddy. Big, big win over Adelaide. How do you feel about time. going to their one loss of the season so Yeah, I'm pretty far. pissed about that. Hey, <laughs> come on, people. Anyway. Shout out to A-League. Well done. Shout out to the A-League. It's, it's motoring along. It's time, isn't it? Well, actually, it's time for us to drink a beer first. And, uh, and then we'll do the show. Oh, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Yeah, mate. Oh, right, on to it. hold my beer. Yep. Oh my beer. Before we go into it, uh, the guy with the beautiful hair, Cam. Oh yeah. So, going with him on this uh, pub crawl on the weekend, to yep. the Marrickville pub crawl, yep. suggested let's, let's have a pre-pub crawl drink at Wildflower. You don't want to prep as well for all this drinking. <laughs> More drinking. drinking. Again, it's, well, because it's not I'm, on the itinerary and I want to really go there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm referencing cartoons way too much in this episode. You already, but I'm just, I'm just yeah. thinking of that South Park episode where, where Cartman's explaining to... Uh, Starvin Marvin that appetizers are the yes, thing exactly. that you eat before you eat to get you yes. more hungry. <laughs> no, you might be referring, refer, referencing cartoons, but you're you're, you're spot on tonight, <laughs> Phil. So uh, a message he wrote to me, you know, doesn't sum up what really this podcast is all about. Yeah. And the fact that I said to him, "Can let's go to the Wildflower for a pre-drink." Yeah. He's he's coming to the pub crawl. Yeah. Can't. 
got to take my daughter to swim class first. Yeah, and I'm just like, that just kind of sums it all yeah. up, right? Yeah. In yeah. one part, I'm ridiculously angry because like, let's just go for a drink. Come mm. on, ditch the daughter. Like, I, But obviously I wouldn't do that either. I would take my child yes. to swim lessons. Yes. And I just think about but how resentfully. far we've come. Resentfully. But resentfully. I will take my child to the swim lessons. But I think it sums it best, in, you know, being a father these days and that sort of balance that we play. It's like, can you imagine... You know, those jokes you would make when you were, you know, in your early 20s, just kind of going, yeah, <laughs> yeah, wonder, think ever, I'm going to take my kids to a swim lesson instead of going and drinking a beer yeah. at Old Craft Brewery. That's not going to happen. That's, That's not me. Sums it up. Yeah. So, yeah. very excited. But excited for this weekend. Excited we're going to Willie the Boatman. We're going to Batch. Um, we're going to lots of places. And uh, that's probably a good place to enter you, Phil. Mm. Yeah, Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely. It's a better, better way to say intro that. Intro, you feel? I would definitely <laughs> prefer it if you didn't enter me. <laughs> this isn't uh, Adam drink review. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yes, it's fortuitous timing uh, that you're going on your pub crawl because yeah. today I present a beer from Willie the Boatman, who mm. you're going to Woo! on the weekend. Wow. Uh, so, Marrickville-based brewery, and I got this particular beer because it's the Elbow. In honour of my nominated hero of the week. There you go. So he may not have been the hero of the pod, but he's the hero of my heart. And the hero <laughs> of the heart of these brewers who some years ago developed this particular, the Albo Corn Ale. Uh, and as as articulated, he's the best of a rare breed of Polly and an all-round good bloke. <laughs> Anthony Albanese MP has earned his sea legs and a hard-working beer named just for him. Cheers, Albo. Cheers, Albo. Tastefully dedicated to true local characters. The Willie the Boatman ale. has been bringing mates together since 2012. So aside from that mm. and the fact that it's named after Albanese and that it's called a corn ale and that yep. it's from Willie the Boatman, that's as much as I know. Because I walked into the bottle shop and I'm like, oh, that's my hero of the week on a can. Unbelievable. And so I got it. So I didn't actually know what this was going to taste like before I got it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty fortuitous. I've had the Hawk Lager. You know, you can get hawks. Yes, yep. Pretty yeah, generic. Pretty but, generic, fine. But, but all right. Uh, are there any other politicians in beers Ooh. at the moment? I, I, I did, I'd never heard of the elbow. This is a very rare find. Well yes. done. Yeah. Well, I, that, that, that was what I was thinking about was... Now, Bob Hawke is an icon. An Australian icon, yeah. right? Yes. And a big beer drinker. And a big beer drinker, right? Fun and, fact, I actually had lunch... In the pub in Oxford, where he set the world record wow. for yard glass of ale, <laughs> there there's still a sign up there, a sign for the dedicated to him. Of... So that's uh, we've come full circle on uh, Guinness oh, Book of World Records. I, I, I guess I raised the question about you know not letting politics get in the in, you know mixed with drinking, you mm. know. Sure, but you know there's a certain type of politician. There's a certain type of politician that you could see on a can, and I think it's got to be someone you would have a beer with. Is that would, Albo? Yeah, I would have a beer with Albo. He used to be my local member when I lived in Dulwich Hill. Uh, there's a Thai massage place on New Canterbury Road with a framed picture of him inside. I went for a massage one time. All above board, but there was Albo <laughs> staring down at me the whole time. Um, but yeah, I think you, you could probably make a beer after any politician you'd have a beer with. Isn't, uh, he's a living, current politician on a yeah. beer can. It feels a little bit like advertising. Okay. I'm just saying is all. What's going on behind the scenes with Willie the Boatman... You, I mean, he would have probably approved this beer, Mate, wouldn't you think? Albo is a brand. Would. He is a brand. Yeah, he, he is people, a brand. Yeah, he absolutely is. He's, he's been a mainstay for so long. It's yeah. almost, it's almost, yeah, he's, he's, he's in that, what, like, like living, 
Like, it's part of the furniture. Yeah. It's part of the furniture kind of deal. But anyway, I do understand what you're saying. You know Tristan. what I mean? Yeah. I do, yeah, I do know yeah, what yeah. you mean in that it does sort of start to cross that line into is this advertising a little bit like the whole Dan Andrews and the get on the beers thing. Sure. Which is, you know, clearly a bit of a PR stunt kind of thing. Um, but for me, I would I would back in what Adzo is saying, which is that I'm happy to see a, like a beer named after any politician I'd have a beer with. Yeah. I wouldn't get a Paul Keating ale. Yeah. You know? Oh, see, I would. <laughs> I just... I would. See, Paul Keating's the one I want to meet more than any of them. Is that right? I love Paul Keating. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Get a Tony Abbott sour. Yeah, not no, so much. Not. not so much. I'd have a beer with Howard. <laughs> yeah, he was another one who used to be my local member. He was very interesting. Back when I was in Eastwood. He's very interesting. Yeah, like again, right. whatever your political stripe, like that was an interest. like that guy's lived an interesting Look, life. I would like to hear what he had to say. Okay, well this is this is where we come to an interesting point because yeah. lots of people that I don't want to have a beer named after, I would certainly sit down and have a beer with. Ah uh, yeah, so there's more of a line. Yeah. There's more going on. Yeah. I think you gotta it's gotta right, be that kind of lighthearted, blokey, buffy kind of you're thing. Right, That's like porky and elbow and, Yeah, I'd have a beer with Howard, but I, I wouldn't drink a Howard beer. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're quite right. Exactly. You're quite right. Look, well, if I can just move to the beer itself, it's a great <laughs> ale. It's I'm delicious, really enjoying it. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is—I was having a look at it because I'm like, oh, what makes it a corn ale? And so uh, it's described corn. as a, as a light, refreshing <laughs> beer based on corn ales brewed by farmhands during the American Prohibition, using corn and pale malt as the base. Very lightly hopped with Ella, Albo delivers a clean and long-lasting flavor. With an ABV of 5.5%. Yeah, it it's is. easy to ask for another. And it is. <laughs> this is very easy drinking. Easy it's a drink. Beer. It's a lovely beer. It's, it's different. Mm. It's different without having to be, you know, a, uh, a hazy or a sour or yes. something. I like there's the corn. There's an interesting just... taste when you have that first little... But it hits your mouth mm. like each sip. Yeah. Which you almost could be... It's corny. Corny. Yeah. It's corny. It's a yeah. lot of corny. It's like you can ima- imagine a mouthful of cornflakes. I mentioned before how back when I first got, got my first mortgage, I'd have you know breakfast cereal for dinner, wash it down with a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. This is a little reminiscent of that. Mm-hmm. It's like a mouthful of cornflakes washed down, washing down a beer. And in it's, an odd it's, way, it's, yeah. this actually tastes a bit more like cornflakes than the cereal milk stout we were having earlier, I reckon. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Although yeah. I really did like that milk it's stout. It's a great beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, there's definitely a cornflakey kind of uh, thing I'm going really on. really enjoying this You're beer. You're loving it. Oh, I just, it's smooth. It's got this... Yep. That, it's got this. It does have this corn flavor as you kind of get into it, and it and it melts into the beer itself. The can is great. Yep. I'm loving the can. Gorgeous. Just a retro looking the brown and the sort of that cream yes. color. It's also getting better with every sip. It's getting. I'm it's, finding. I, I liked it from the sip one because it's almost got a little bit of a creaming sodiness to it in the in the it's aftertaste not like a as well. It's cock in the mouth, but it's, <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's no cock in the yeah. mouth. You know what? We don't have to compare every drink to a every mouth, single right? drink. So Ooh, where is where is Willie the Boatman? That's in is that is that a oh, yeah, I mean the, I mean there is a reference Willy. to Willie's. So oh, Christ, <laughs> grease me up, woman. <laughs> I've been to Willie the Boatman. It's, it's around the corner from the Axrow place. Still no. You haven't been to the Axrow place. No. Right near the St Peter's rope climb place. Oh, uh, the big centre with the, the circus set. school and yes. the indoor rock climbing. That's near where. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I go there a lot. Yeah. Shout out to um, Albo. Yeah, uh, shout out to Willie the Boatman. Great beer. Do you reckon he was consulted on this? Well, that's what I that's what I asked before. Is, has he got anything to do with this? You know, is this a? Um, I'm pretty sure he'd, he'd been into the brew pub a few times for a drink when they decided to do this. That's that, that's my understanding. Yeah. So shout out to what is it, Pat? Pat? 
Pat McInerney and Nick Newey, the yeah. founders, I could founders see of the Boatman. Albo in there first thing in the morning. Yeah. He's had a big one. He needs <laughs> he needs someone to settle his nerves. Hair of the dog. He <laughs> wants something a little breakfasty. Yep. A little cornflakey. <laughs> That's it. He's like, Nick, mate, what can you do for me? It's like, right. well, I've been I've been experimenting with this new That's corn. Right. That's right. Even when you burp he drinks it up. It, it's pretty good. It's got a lovely aftertaste when yeah, you burp yeah. it up. I feel like it's cleansing my innards while I drink it. Well, good pick, Phil. Yeah, well done, mate. Don't thank me, thank Albo. You finally did it. All it took was for you not to bring a stout. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah, I, I was running out of stout game, gentlemen. Mate, I'm just going to go straight out there. I'm giving it four beards. Straight off the straight off the. I'm in four as well. This is just an excellent beer, and it's not um, some elaborate over-the-top thing that we've been kind of used to doing lately. It's just a really nice beer. Yep. A little bit hoppy. I'm not as in love with it as Tristan's going to be. I'm going to give it a three and a half, but it's a very enjoyable drink. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for bringing it. Let's, uh, look at that. Speaking about men, let's talk about some manly movies then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Last segment of the show. I don't really consider Chappy Ask a segment because it's just. Chappy. So we are talking. Uh, we are talking today. Adzo came up with the idea of listing the most manly movies, absolutely, of all time. Well, at least that we vote. Yeah, yeah. yeah we reckon this is this is this was my idea. I think it's a fantastic op- uh, opportunity to talk about some of the movies that we think really make a man out of you. Really, really bring men to the forefront of the picture well, in a in a nice non homoerotic way. <laughs> Or so, depending oh, on your taste. Hold on, non-homoerotic. Uh, uh, well, hang on. Have you, you got you, Top Gun in there? You never said that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rework this entire list. It, yeah, I suppose when I so without going into too much detail, when you suggested this topic, I I guess it's you know how do you define manly movies these days? Well, that's exactly does, right. Does blood make manly movies? Does violence make manly? Traditionally, it would have. Not necessarily, though. Not necessarily. Necessarily. The, the. So. I guess we just adapted it how we how we felt best. Yes, interpret it how you see. So we each picked five. You know, we don't know if we've got the same. We don't know if we've got different. And we thought we'd just go around um, in a loop and see if, um, see if how we they matched match up. up. Yeah, okay. So let's go down. So let's start from our like five and go five. down to one. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I will throw to Adzo. You came up with this. So why don't you give us your number five? So I'm going to say number five. This is my horror entry. And I'm going to go with John Carpenter's The Thing. A beautiful bearded Kurt Russell heads up an all-man cast, and it's a race between a shape-shifting alien and their own paranoia for the crew of an Antarctic research facility. It's an amazing movie. Have you boys seen The Thing? I haven't seen The Thing. Oh, I have seen The Thing, yes. yes. Interesting. Every uh, word of how you described it made me want to see The Thing. Yeah. It's Especially the Kurt Russell bit. I, I mean, horror is kind of one of those things which, you know, is that a manly... The Thing is. Theme? Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, It, it, a is, good it is a very manly horror movie. Yeah, you're right. Good yeah. call. The dynamic works best for men. It's a, the, 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 you know, they kind of love each other. They yeah. hate each other. They, they're not sure which one is, has been taken over by the thing. Great movie. But anyway, Phil, Good you're pick. up next, mate. Oh no, let's go with Tristan first. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna round it out. So I So I did go down the like blokey you know sort of okay. oh, yeah. So I tossed and turned over this one. So I've done a split. Mm-hmm. It's a war themed movie. Okay. Oh, so yeah. I've split I couldn't really decide between Platoon, which is oh, my favourite Vietnam oh, yeah. war movie. Okay. Yep. And Saving Private Saving Private Ryan, yep. which I wouldn't say the whole movie is my favorite World War Two movie, but 
I mean, that opening scene. Yeah, the first 40 minutes. I remember seeing that in the cinema and just going, you felt like you You were... You stuck to your chair. Yeah, you were going through D-Day. And it was, you know, these young kids just talking about it and like just getting shot. It was freaky and scary as hell. But in terms of just, you know, Platoon, where they just freak out so many famous lines from that film as well. Um, And so many people in the cast. So many people. Machines. Machines. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. The human tripod. (laughs) (laughs) Even Johnny Depp's got a cameo in there somewhere. Did uh, did any of those hit your list? Uh, No, actually I did not have either. I, look, I took a very specific approach to this. Yes. Um, and both of you boys would know my love for the, the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I decided on the basis of how holistically it hits all of the beats of manhood yeah. that, in fact, the Fast and the Furious franchise is the manliest thing of all time. So my five are actually just a in-order list of the manliest Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> I hope they're not just numerical. I hope you've gone like number no. eight oh, and good. then number four. All right, so it's it's all over the shop. I so so this is a right. side note. So, so the reason why, the reason why it's Fast and the Furious movies, just as a, just as a list, just, just to, a few of the things that are included in a Fast and the Furious Go. movie. Gangsters. Yeah. Fast cars. True. Explosions. Mm. Paul Walker. True. FBI agents. Military. A submarine. The Rock. Yeah. Vin Diesel's mumble growl. Jason Statham. Scantily clad is, women. Is Jason Assassins, Statham in there? A tank, yes. I never watched that one. Nitrous oxide in cars. Yeah. And of course, the ongoing theme of family. <laughs> it's all about family. Wow. And so, I start with the manliest Fast and the Furious of them all, which is Fast Five, which is where they introduced The Rock. Okay. So set in Brazil, there's fights and chases through a favela. So basically the moment that you you see The Rock and Vin Diesel right. basically fighting each other through a favela um, and then at a later point in the movie driving around the streets of, of uh, Rio de Janeiro with a safe attached to the back of the car like a wrecking ball. I think I'm a fire I mean, the only one I've seen. I've got a, I've got a half chub just thinking about wow. it. <laughs> Anytime you bring in the rock to a film as well is going to be absolutely. Yeah. So wait, that was your number one. That was already pretty like this was a franchise that was already pretty manly by four, and then they introduced the rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Okay. Well, none of mine had the rock in it, and I'm wondering what, where I went wrong. But no, anyway, you don't, you don't <laughs> except for the movie The Rock with Sean Connery. <laughs> no, I, that was in my. That would be in my honourable mention. Valid. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to get number four, Fight Club. I mean, oh, it gets yeah. much more manly than men just Club. beating the shit out of each other for a hundred or so minutes. One of my favorite books by one of my favorite authors, Brad Pitt, Ed Norton, Jared Leto. It's about that desire we all have to just blow it all up. You know, it's just so. You ever see it at the cinema? You're like, hundred percent. I want to get out there. I want to fuck shit up. I want to fight someone. You're going home and you're walking with your mates and you start just like wailing into yeah. each other. The same dude the whole time. The yeah. same dude the whole time. Fight Club, number four. Amazing, and that was in my honourable mentions. Nice. Love it. Yeah. I am watching modern day Fight Club, otherwise known as Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, the I just got up to the bit where uh, Johnny's fired Kree, so I'm glad we won't be seeing him anymore. <laughs> that guy was bad news. Yeah, he's come back. Shit. Well, Alright, uh, number four, I'm sure you guys must. Well, Apparently yours is just Fast and Furious film, so <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you must have this in your list. Maybe you don't. I have to go with T2, Terminator no. 2. Yeah, no. okay, well. I mean, this was similar to sort of... I mean, kind of similar to Fast and Furious. It had cars, it had chase, it had helicopters, it had bazookas, it had blow-ups, it had robots. 
It had nuclear explosions. It had killer it robots. It had guns and roses. But it had also, actual it, Skynet. It had Skynet. And it had like <laughs> not, not figures of what the meaning is to be a man. He never, you know, he never knew his father, and yeah. you know, it was. I mean, and it is one of the most iconic action films of all time. And it had Arnie. Yeah. You know, probably, you know, arguably the best Arnie movie of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not my favorite. My favorite Arnie movie of all time, which I was going to say, I can't believe I actually didn't list it, which is Total Recall. The oh, original, yes. Which I Great just absolutely movie. love. Verhoeven, amazing. Yeah. Um, we might have to do Arnie movies at some point. We should. Oh, right now. yes. Um, but I just thought, like, in terms of, like, Manus and blockbusterness yeah, T2. T2 doesn't get any bigger a movie than T2. And then for really. some reason, the tea company decided to create a store called T2. I found that odd. <laughs> Not a robot to be seen. <laughs> Mr. Friedman, this is my, this is the biggest case of false advertising <laughs> since my suit against T2, the tea company. You're just sitting there with a shotgun. <laughs> Show me where they are. I just <laughs> want to know what your next Fast and the Furious movie is. Oh, the, the original and the best. So the the original Fast and the Furious movie, all the best. Uh, Point Break with Cars. Yeah. What more can I say? Yeah. A... You made you made that point before. <laughs> I have. I Number have. three, and I will me. make it again. <laughs> Number three for me is the movie Three Hundred. Swords, oh, nice. pick. Yep. buff, shirtless dudes, blood, slow motion, carnage. It's the ultimate homoerotic love letter to everything that is man. Yep. And South Park did an incredible takeoff of it as well. Oh, I don't yeah. think I've seen that one. Oh, it's, oh, it's fantastic. It's about the Lebanese the, the, restaurant or the um, bar. Yeah. The amazing. Turkish bar. The Turkish yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Great pick yeah. as well. Yeah. Very manly. Very homoerotic. Very, very homoerotic, but yes. very, very manly. Wonderful. Um, all right. My number um, three is... Uh, yeah, I, I just loved this movie. It was my one of my favourite action movies of all time. Under Siege. Steven Seagal. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you talk about, uh, you know, God, I he's seen the cook. Since I was... He's the cook. But he's also... He's also a Navy SEAL. <laughs> he's also a Navy SEAL. Yeah. <laughs> it has that um, Erica, what's her name? Who's the chick the, comes out of the cake. Cake comes out of the cake, yeah. the stripper. It has um, the greatest person, man of all time, yep. um, Bo- Gary Busso. Oh, Boosie. Gary Boosie. Boosie. Gary yeah. Boosie. Yeah. Uh, well, is he, he the villain? He becomes... He was... in the, Yeah, he turns. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Spoiler alert. He turns. All I remember is one of the bad guys in that Tommy movie... Tommy Lee Jones is one the of, bad guy. One of the bad guys in Under Siege <laughs> was the guy with the bad British accent flying a plane in uh, in uh, Thingy 2. Thingy 2, yeah. What's the one number 2? Uh, Die Hard 2. You know, the British guy is like, where the devil have you been? We're running oh, on fumes yes, up here. Yes, 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 yes. He's one of the bad guys in Under Siege. He is. Yes. He is. And, you know, you know they're going to nuke, um, they're trying to nuke, uh, they're going to nuke Hawaii. Yeah. And, you know, Amazing. and Steven Seagal's got to save it. has got submarines. It's got cruiser missiles. I just realised I don't have Die Hard on my list. Oh, shit. Yeah, well. 79%. Uh, Under Siege is a great movie. 79% so. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's Under Siege. Amazing. Probably it's got to be the number one. Yeah. Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. Oh, not even some close. Distance. Not even close. By some distance. As a side note, the uh, what was it you just said before? Die Hard. That was yeah. on my honourable mentions well as well. Done. But back to the real manly movies, and that's Furious 7. Oh, Bravo, Phil. That's fantastic. And this yeah. is... You notice the naming. It's Fast 5, Fast <laughs> and the Furious, Furious 7. Just pick a lane. Yeah. Pick a fucking lane. You're a car movie. Fast pick a lane. Fast and Furious. Anyway... <laughs> 
Furious 7 saw the introduction of Jason Statham wow. in Hunting the Crew. So they just took the manliness up another notch. Yeah. A little bit of a hint of overcompensating at this point. Because yeah. The Rock was involved and Statham, which inherently makes it more manly. Yeah. It felt like it was overcompensating a little. Mm. I guess that's kind of manly in and of itself. It's way manly. Also, Kurt Russell. Really? That's right. Really? Yep. He's got a bit part Shit. in Furious 7. Wow, okay. Um, and uh, thrown in basically to assist with product placement around Corona. And when you watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, and most importantly within this one, this was the last Fast and the Furious with Paul Walker in it, mm. where they digitally put him in for the final scene of the movie where he drives off into the sunset and we all shed a little tear. Oh, yeah, what was the song um, then? That famous song that, that came out, that came out. That famous song yeah. that came out she with it. I, 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 sh- <laughs> I shed a fucking tear. I did. I did. Yeah. I fucking love those movies. Uh, I'm loving it. going down these. <laughs> so good. Yeah. All right, so back to me, number two. And I'm going with... Martin's got Scorsese. I have nothing to say. <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> Martin's Scorsese is Goodfellas. Oh, Clever, shit, sharp, think violent, of that. top yes. script, simply stunning. It's the inside scoop on mob life, both the good and the bad. This is my favourite movie of all time, but still, just my number two man movie. What will it be? <sighs> oh, we're building up. I did it the other way yeah, around. You've got, like, you. From the start, yeah. you said number one. That's yeah. a good point. It was Furious Five. You so, said it. As far as because they're getting better. Yeah, yeah. the way you describe it, I'm watching them all. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. I tell you what. I had number two mm. as um, as the Die Hard series, and you guys yeah. were saying in it, so I had it in there yeah, well, for well, obvious reasons. Yeah. Yes. Because we've already mentioned it, I want to add a new one in, which mm. you just inspired me for number two. Casino. Yeah, because Casino's incredible. Yeah, yeah, with Robert De Niro, Al Never Pacino. Seen, no Al Pacino. No, Robert De Niro. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. James Woods. One of those movies James that... James Woods. James Woods. If you start Casino, I pretty much can't stop watching it. Wow. No, maybe one of the movies I've watched the most of all time. I can't. Both of those, Goodfellas and Casino, are just Scorsese and his fucking Yes. Best. Like and, and yeah, you're right. I'm flicking through commercial TV, yeah. And casinos like 40 minutes in. I'm sitting there for the next four hours yeah. and finishing Absolutely it. Absolutely done. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so yeah, look, I did. Have, I've got here Die Hard series, and I put in brackets. Well, one and two, and maybe three, but really, it's no, one and two. You know two. what? Have you tried to watch three again? Really it's long. Okay. No, it's not. It's I, too long. I'm it's got like a, three endings. I always love the three. You know what I love about Die Hard three? That's one in New York. The riddles. Right? You like the riddles? No, I love it when the bad guy. He says, "I'm not a monster. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a soldier, not a monster." Because he, he's, it was never actually going to blow up the school. That was in The Rock. No, it's number, it's number three. Trust me, Die Hard. He's the, okay, but the exact same thing happened in The Rock. Yes, when Ed Harris he is says like, he's not going to do call it. Call it off. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. He's called off. I'm yeah. like, same I'm thing in Die Hard three. Wow. He's like, I'm a. He, what's the, what's the guy's name again? In what's the main guy in Die Hard again? What's the what's the oh, John McClane? Yeah, John McClane. Yeah. I'm not a. I'm a. I'm a soldier, John McClane. I'm not a monster. You know, it was never going to blow up the school with the children in it. No. And I'm like, there's a bad guy with integrity, baby. Integrity. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you guys have gone into all sorts of detail, but I'm personally going to say, no. clearly, Sorry. clearly, Die Hard Four is the superior Die Hard. But which one the fuck was Die Hard Four? Is that the one with Justin Long? I think so. You got that got bad. Got I don't know. I'm just, I'm just being in I'm a just, real hurry. I'm, I'm just being a douche. Um, so we started. Jeremy Irons was the bad guy. Yeah, actually, right. Yeah, and he says I'm not a monster. They, they yeah. never really go with like real hard, brutal bad guy. Jeremy Irons. No, that's yeah. uh, really Alan Rickman. Yep, clever. Like, yeah, clever uh, bad guy. He's the brother of Alan Rickman, isn't he? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, his no. brother. Yes, he was his the brother. brother. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 
Nice. Absolutely. So we went from Fast Five to Fast and Furious to Furious Seven and now Fast and Furious Six. <laughs> uh, which was classic for the moment that after joining uh, the the crew in Fast Five as an antagonist, the rock yeah. joins their side and recruits them in. Wow. In in Fast and Furious Six. Uh, and a whole lot of military hardware going on in this one. They really escalated what was going on within that. So the Rock is now on their team. Question: Did you have to like Wikipedia each of these, or do you just have a memory for each of the movies? Um, oh, this is like your favorite series no, of all time. He's doing this from an absolute passion point. Like, yeah, no, clearly he doesn't even need to look but, at. His but notes. Could, could you tell me like the differences between four and six without having to refer to your notes? Pretty much, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Which yeah. is weird because it contradicts. Like I don't love anything that, that much. <laughs> I do have to do a thing where you like you'd say four and six. I'll be like, okay, four's where they reset the franchises like heist and criminality. I was like, that's that's when it came in because four technically in the timeline of Fast and the Furious is actually three. Yeah. Because Tokyo Drift actually takes place later in the timeline. Right. Um, but it's technically the fourth movie, and then well, so to me it sounds like describing the differences between ACDC albums. You know, oh, I see. I they're see. they're no, all no, kind no. of similar. They're no, big, no. they're loud. No, and... no, not at all. So it's no. like it's like first, like Fast and Furious one is like is like essentially Point Break with cars. Oh no, I've seen one and two. And then and then the second one is is much more like hip hop and and zippy cars and yeah. a bit of a bit when of you a get drug, to Tokyo Drift, Miami three? drug boss kind of thing. Tokyo Drift is three. That was yeah. all about the drifting scene and and the crime scenes. That's where then, I left it. <laughs> then from four onward, it basically becomes these series of elaborate heist movies. It's all about oh. like. Massive heist or yeah, like a team of people taking on a very difficult and does the, 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 the team get bigger moves. and bigger yeah. all the time? It's all ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All right. As we, Statham's on their side now in the latest. As we <laughs> as we excitedly count down to our number ones, or yes. in Bill's case, go up to his number five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I've just opened up the last. You know, I'm having a love affair with this Willie the Boatman album. Comment. Would you like to have some more? I'm good. I'm yeah, good. But have at it. Adam, would you like? No, to I'm more? on the Captain Sensible, yeah, mate. Cool, cool, mate. I just want to make. Yeah, you're, you're good. Uh, okay. Let's let's get let's let you guys get to your number one, so I can get to some more fu- yeah. Fast and the Furious. Because I'm sure <laughs> the listeners are dying for that at this point. You know, I, not, I think they're they my favorite. Be, your fifth favorite. I, 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 think, I think they might be sick of the bit at this point. But anyway, so here we go. Number one, manliest movie, no question for me. The Predator, the best mm. Arnie movie as far as I'm concerned, hands down. Sorry, T2, it's the Predator for me. One of the best action movies of all time. The example you point to about holding your hand to your chest to the last moment is Arnie, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, and all the rest of the meatheads. They're just hamming it up. They're shooting them up in a non-stop, start-to-finish roller coaster of men, 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 and an alien. There is no question about this. This is number one man movie of all time for me. It's a great film. It's a great film, and uh, you, you can't really question in terms of... I, I mean, it's no Fast and the Furious, but it's very good. <laughs> Just shut up for it's one minute. Very okay. good. Can I ask you this question? So I wrote, <laughs> I wrote down my selection, and then I looked up manly movies. Right? I, I finally broke him. <laughs> lost it. It's finally lost happened. It. So, Predator pretty much tops every manly movie list. Is that right? Now, honestly, did you come no. up with that no. independently 100% all of these are my independent manly movies look up manly movie lists on the internet and like the I mean, three, makes, the three that sense. I picked just randomly looking you know from like Esquire yes. or stuff Predator is number one wow okay if I was looking up I'm sure like Die Hard and that would be in there are they they're in there yeah. but Predator is always number one <laughs> okay yeah well, that makes sense so I think we know that Adzo is the winner then because yeah. the rest of the world agrees everyone, with it everyone agrees with it Adzo hero of the week <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, which of the Fast and the Furious is... <laughs> okay, so I went I mean, down a completely it's different... It's Five, have you not been listening? <laughs> I went down a diff- completely different uh, path here. I I couldn't help but think something else was in my notes. Schindler's kind of List? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, roll with it. Uh, the black and white? I didn't even notice the black and white. Yeah, I was just so engaged. Legally Blonde? <laughs> I went down a different... Here I went down a completely different definition. I bucked the trend. Okay. And I put down my number one, uh, you know, manly mm. movie mm. was the series, the National Lampoon's Vacation Series. Ooh. Because Chevy Chase, playing Clark Ooh. Griswold, yep. was always the father yep. who just wanted to give his family, like, the best time. Yeah. And I was always like, you know, he just wanted to take... And I felt like, you know, I know did this road trip through New South Wales. Yep. And just like, we're going to have a good time. We're going to go see things. Yeah. Like, Let's get going, or don't you just want it, or don't you want to see the world's biggest ball of yarn just four <laughs> short miles away? Yeah. It yeah. really is. It's it's a mu- it's a much more realistic version of a dad that yes. really earnest yes. just wants to make his family happy because that makes him happy. He's always kind happy, of guy. always excited, a little self-serving. You yeah, know. sure. His but it's always it's always for the love of his family, and it's always you know he's he's a goof and he fucks it all up. As but a man, it, it hit me. Like, yeah. you know, I... Um, As you become a dad, you're just going to go, yeah, it's all about just doing your best. So maybe Clark Griswold... Hero of the Hero week. Of the week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm surprised to say, because when you first said it, I'm like, get out. Get out of it. But, you know... You think about it for a little it bit. It makes like, a lot of sense. Actually, yeah. yeah. Yep. Christmas vacation, he just wanted... The only one where he kind of goes off the rail is Vegas vacation, where he just becomes, you know... Gambling like addict. Gambling addict. <laughs> you, know, you know what I like to think is that, like, one of the manliest characters in The Predator... Like when he's done fighting down the predator and he goes home to his family and tries to take him on a vacation, he just becomes a Clark Griswold. It's like the two aspects of man: the the ass kicking warrior yes. and the bumbling dad. Yes, exactly. So I like that we've landed. I like that we've landed in a place between those. Now, two. Somewhere between now, those two. Now wait, Phil. Just for, before you begin, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, cool. So just going to do a little drum roll as you announce your Number fifth, fifth favourite, which means it's My in the bottom of half of Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. Absolutely. Okay, because there's eight of them released, ninth coming out is... Fate of the Furious. Oh, and that's the, fate um, as in eight. F8. The latest oh, one. Oh my god, Fate of amazing. the Furious. It's the latest one. Um, Do they all have number puns? Uh, no, no. So, so Fast and Furious is the first one, but then there's Too Fast, Too Furious, so they pun it. That's yeah. But then there's Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, no pun. Nothing there. Yep. And then number four is The Fast and the Furious, or Mm-mm. Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, <laughs> then it's Fast Five, then yep. Fast and Furious Six, Furious Seven, one. Fate of the Furious. Right, okay. Yep. So uh, well, I gotta say, Fate with the eight is definitely my favorite solid. title. Yeah. Absolutely. Fast solid. and Furious that's Six a, is the one where they just didn't try. That's about where <laughs> its solidness kind of started to decline mm. um so it was still good though it yeah. was still good um just outlandish to the extreme and they basically take dom toretto and find a reason for him to turn against his team wow and so it's them versus him instead of with him throughout the throughout the movie so it's it's solid um so you know it's five out of eight in it's terms of fast and the furious not as good as the other four i mentioned but that's right that's right. It's all right. But this is this is what I'm coming to. It's like it's a five out of it's it's fifth on a scale of eight of Fast and the Furious movies. But yeah. compared to other movies, 
Way better. Uh, Way better, because they're in a league of their own. I'm looking through my research notes here called Wikipedia, yes. and apparently Charlize Theron plays a cyber terrorist. Absolutely. Charlize is in it? Yeah. I like yep. Charlize. And have to watch a bit of that. she will be appearing across yes. Fast no, and Furious no. 9 and 10 as the overarching cyber terrorist uh, boss that they're trying to deal with. And guess who's coming in in... Fast and Furious 9, which would have been gracing our cinemas if not for COVID. Fuck you, COVID, for that above all of the other things that you've done. Is that they delayed Fast and Furious by a whole year. Killed 440,000 people in America. Yeah. We're up to (laughs) 2.2 million people worldwide. I'm sorry, what segment is this? Continue. What segment is this? You put this above everything else that COVID's done. No. Okay, so... Okay, yes. Okay, let's have a get. There's a new actor coming into the next Fast and Furious. Absolutely. And it's a big actor. Yes. I'm going to go Adam Driver. Oh, mm. nice. Okay, what's your guess? Oh, they haven't announced it yet? No. No, no, there is. I know who it is. Uh, no, nah, I'm not good with actor names. I, uh, I freeze well, in under a, pressure. In a movie that basically has Vin Diesel, The Rock, and Jason Arnie. Statham, what do you add Arnie. to that? Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Admittedly. Uh, oh, Liam Neeson. Oh, it would also be amazing. Oh my God, we should Leslie Nielsen, <laughs> Chevy Chase. <laughs> no, John Cena. Ah, oh, okay. nice. The human tripod. Yes, as well. I just mentioned Adam Driver because he's a driver. I know. I got the joke. It's yeah. yeah. also Kylo Ren, so you know he's hot in the news right oh, now. See, I didn't get the driver bit. All right, it went yeah. straight over my head. Good like, picks, oh, guys. Oh yeah, he was good in Marriage Story. He was really no, good. It was in this like movie. he was. He was good in Star Wars. Where he was a good villain. It's a good time. All right, boys. It's about Let's, time they had uh, a clever one. Can we wrap up? We got a little tappy ass, don't we? I think, that, else? I think that's I Tristan's way of saying. <laughs> I think that's Tristan's way of saying, please stop. So I will. <laughs> that was great, guys. All right, uh, chappy ass, and we'll wrap up the show. Are you one of those boys who prefers cars to women? I'm one of those boys that appreciates a fine body, regardless of the make. All right, finishing up the show. It's our um, least favorite segment. Chappy asks. <laughs> <laughs> what's this what's your favourite car movie oh no <laughs> it turns out it's Baby Driver <laughs> this is a scientific question and oh, wow. specifically left me off it says hi Phil and Adam <laughs> um, if you aren't supposed to use your phone and the toilet at the same time due to airborne germ contamination and hemorrhoids if you're there for longer than 20 minutes. Why is we've it, been over that. Why is it this. okay to drop hot logs on the reg in the same room as your toothbrush? He says he's asking from Tristan's bathroom. <laughs> well, actually, I mean... For starters, I have, I have a separate toilet to, to bath and shower. Okay. But it is actually one of those well-known things that if you keep your toothbrush uncovered in the same room... As your toilet, it gets flecked with shit bits every time you press the button. But is that just, just something we just got to live with as humans and animals? Oh, we have done, now, yeah, for thousands of years. So do we care? Well, not, not really. Mm. You know how much fucking disgusting <laughs> germs you you consume every time you bite your nails, or you know, or or, or uh, lick a train toilet seat. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. day to day thing. All yeah. those things that we do. Yeah, all those. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so you're just saying it's acceptable. You know what, there's just... We have to be able to... Humanity would not have got as far as it had if a little bit of poo on a, to- on a toothbrush <laughs> killed you. Alright? It's fine. I mean, yeah. it's, it's no COVID. You were always, you, I think you were the first person to tell me that, you know, you know infamous scientific note that uh, 
Was it that well, um, methane is odorless? There you go. Yeah. So it's anything like... you're smelling is just floating shit bits, just <laughs> poo <laughs> particles. That's good. Going from anus to nostril. <laughs> That's what you're getting. It's That's not... what you're breathing in. It's horrible. Ending hence, to hence why oh. we hence why we know to to, to do this. So, um, so you're saying no problem, Tristan's bathroom. It's just how it is. I'm just saying, That's you know what? There, there are there are more things to worry about in the world than the the microscopic bits of floating poo that happen when okay. you like this. like fucking email creating spinach. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. spinach sending emails. Yeah, yeah. Just or, imagine or if whoever's you... in Fast and the Furious Nine. Just imagine if you <laughs> bigger ate... issues. Just imagine if you ate the emailing spinach and then shut it out in a room where your toothbrush was present. I uh, now I'm on. Now you've pushed us to the I wonder, I wonder if it would send an email at that point. Just to update them on the situation. <laughs> Where? So, is it just a question? Does he, does he want a verdict on this? Because right now... No, 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 this is just a science question now. Oh, okay. It's a science question. I think yeah. you, you've what, what taken you one... I'm, I'm done. You've taken one position, which is we just need to live with it. Just, I'm yep. taking a separate position, which is that, Tristan, you and your bathroom are a disgrace. Wow. And that you need to deal with this situation. You need to remodel this place immediately oh, yeah, or move out. asking from my bathroom. That's what you need to yeah, do. Yeah, he's asking from your bathroom. So you need to sort it out. And Tristan, when you have done, when you are done sorting out your disgraceful and disgusting situation, can you show me how you did it? Because mine's also gross. <laughs> yeah, no. I was going to say, I've been to your bathroom right. before. They're really close together. Yeah. They're on almost Tristan. on top of each other. Yeah, I didn't realize we were just ragging on you. So you yeah, can. It's a fucking disgrace in there, mate. You can. <laughs> You'll notice the toilet is kind of broken at the moment when you do go. It the, the thing doesn't work. But yeah, look. It's... Oh, I use that little toilet to the side. It's got the little target that you can piss on. When you set up for your kids, <laughs> Jeez, <is> that... <laughs> the frog. The it frog wasn't man. even taking a shit in there. But... <laughs> sorry, that, sorry, that, Lindy. That, that that poor kid's toilet had never seen well, a joke before. <laughs> you know what? This is a uh, a question for Google. Should your toothbrush be kept? And now for the new segment, the Tristan Google says while you listen. Bathroom. Let's see what comes up. First answer is. In order for this to be a problem, the bacteria in the bathroom would have to be airborne. Bacteria found in urine and stool are not. So unless you're scrubbing your toilet bowl with your toothbrush, you are safe. Dude. Which means, the way the question was implied, I, don't, I haven't looked into the validity of the site, nor <laughs> do I wish <laughs> but to. But it's the first answer on Google. Google answered that, that. that's fine. But yep. I will say, I have been in a public toilet with you in the next cubicle over. Just after we'd landed on a flight <laughs> into San, San Francisco, Francisco, and I can tell you with 100% certainty, your stool is airborne. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. See you later, folks. Thanks, Anto. <laughs>
And of oh. course, every movie with James Bond in it. Yeah, yeah, of course, but I, you know, they're just they're, they were too generic. too obvious. Yeah, too obvious. All right. Good night, everyone. This time for sure.